All the Nice Girls by Joan Bakewell 1942 It was summer term at Mallory Towers and the straight-backed headmistress mounted the rostrum to take assembly. Now, gals, Miss Maitland announced, we are going to adopt a ship. It will give you a taste for geography. Polly, a willowy blonde, and Jen, her dumpy friend, started laughing. That's quite enough, Miss Maitland snapped. These young men are prepared to lay down their beautiful lives for us. Polly and Jen flushed with shame. That evening, as they heard voices singing, We'll meet again, they felt a sense of poignancy. Some of them would not meet each other again. 2003. Millie sighed. She didn't really want to be here at all. She knew she was only in the book as some kind of contrived contrast between the Second World War and the war in Iraq, and to make the very obvious point that the past is always linked to the present. Oh, do stop moaning, her daughter Katie said. At least try to pretend you're having doubts about donating a kidney to save my life. 1942. The craggy Captain Josh Percival birthed the SS Treveran in Liverpool docks. It had been another rough convoy, and many of the other poor buggers had bought it. But someone had to save the world from the evils of fascism. His heart sank at the thought of returning home to Jesse. Their marriage had never been conventional, and the war had rent them apart. They were united now only by the love of their handsome son, Peter, an officer in the Royal Navy. Come on, he said to the ship's two mates, Robert and Tim, let's go and be adopted by Mallory Towers. Miss Maitland detected a frisson with Joss, she hadn't felt since her fiancé had been killed at Passchendaele. Call me Cynthia, she cooed. Polly and Jen were dancing with a German Jew to raise awareness of the difficult identity issues that could ensue from hostilities when someone tried to cause trouble. Enough of that, said Tim, stepping in to display his working-class sense of fair play. He took Jen's hand. We're stepping out. And so are we, Robert added, holding Polly's arm. 2003 The Iraq War is so much more morally ambiguous than the Second World War, said Katie. And I might be able to donate a kidney if I knew a bit more about my parents, her mother replied. 1942. Damn it! cried Josh as a torpedo hit the Treveran. Abandon ship! Good gosh, sir, said Robert as their life raft bobbed at sea for days on end. You look just like Noel Coward in In Which We Serve, though not Sir Camp. Thank you, Robert, Josh smiled grimly. It's just a pity that Tim's a goner. 
Cynthia tried to maintain a stiff upper lip when she heard the Treveran was missing. She would just have to get on and instill her gals with a few liberal ideas about what Britain might be like after the war with a Labour government. Josh and Robert are safe, cried Polly. How wonderful, Cynthia thought. Now I can tell him I'm pregnant. And I will become an overachieving spinster, sobbed Jen. 2003. I am increasingly getting the feeling I may have been adopted, Millie gasped. I knew it was going to get this stupid, Katie groaned. 1942. Peter has been killed, Josh sobbed. I have to go back to Jessie. Good gracious, I quite understand, Cynthia said. She returned home in shame. The church would never forgive her for being an unmarried mother. She would have to resign as headmistress and go to Wales to have the baby adopted. 1973. How nice to see so many gals doing so well, said Cynthia, at a Mallory Towers reunion, before dying of kidney failure. 2003. Hooray! I was adopted after all, Millie laughed. I feel ready to donate you one of my kidneys now. Oh, thank you, Mummy, said Katie. Let's go and see Josh. He must be a hundred by now, and he's bound to be thrilled to meet the daughter he never knew he had. Josh gasped before dropping dead with shock. I blame the Iraq war, Katie shrugged. The digested read digested. Enid and Jilly go to war.